Yo, what's up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man Carl Payne. And you're listening to the Eminem and Eminem show. Mm, okay. <laughs> Did I say too many M's? <laughs> what's going on, world? It's your man, Mr. Mac. And I'm Crystal Levin. This is the Eminem and M show, a.k.a. the... Okay. Show coming to you live and direct with a dude I go back with like fat laces and a woman he goes back with in all ways that we won't even start with. But we are here. We're going to talk about a bunch of fly stuff with a couple of fly people uh, who I know and respect. Homeboy and homegirl, could you please state your name so folks know I'm not lying? <laughs> yes, I am Jet Setting Jasmine. And I'm King Noir. Happy to be here. Yes, we are yes. Royal Fetish Films, Jet Set and Jasmine, LLC. And Blue Cross Therapy. Award-winning uh, master fetish trainers, porn entertainers, producers, directors, all that mm. shit. This is the kind of intro that I need. It explains so much. <laughs> Don't leave <laughs> out words. loving couple yeah. and parental units. Do they see and they're frozen a bit. Did you hear that last part? No. No, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. We'll hear it again. And a I loving said, couple and parental units, he said. There you go. Yes, there we yes go. definitely. Let's, let's, make sure we get, let's make sure we get everything on the resume in there. All, of, all the fly stuff that you're proud of. Let's, let's Important keywords, right? Add that to the pot. So we talk about a lot of <clears throat> interesting and kinky and adult subjects on our show and you guys kind of epitomize that with with what you've chosen to do as a career so you how many companies and and what exactly do they do and how did you start all this this is i mean it's a five question that's the main part i'm 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 yeah how it got started this is not something that the guidance counselor told you was like you know an option (laughs) when you were in high school (laughs) well you know entrepreneur yeah, uh, computer tech skills, peer counseling. Stop you know, it, people. Stop it, five. Stop it, stop it. All that good. Stop it, stop it, five. Stop it. There's no school for this. There was no college they recommended for you to go to to get all of these skills uh, for well, this thing I mean, specifically. The, the thing is, you know, um, what you choose to do with the skills that you acquire in whatever field is on you. But there are definitely a lot of skills that I picked up because I've been studying filmmaking since I was in, in high school. You know, so filmmaking was, I I always wanted to be a cinematographer. Like cinematography was always something that interests me. Um, I've been doing photography since we still had to go to dark rooms. You know what I'm saying? So trying to understand how to apply that into porn and and into um, all the other erotic and sensual things that we do, you know, Actually studying on that shit do, is one of the things I feel that that sets us apart from some other people, you know, with what we do. Mm-hmm. I've so, seen some really uh, bad porn <laughs> <laughs> or well, we, poorly lit, you know poorly shot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. I have um, a background in dance and also theater and in drama club. I realized that I cannot act at all oh wow <laughs> so wow. it was super important for me to find a, a creative outlet that allowed more realism okay. and um and you can do that in erotica you know and, and ladies and gentlemen she's not faking it because she I cannot am. act <laughs> I and we we really do prioritize that in our film making sure that people are doing and having a response to what they're actually feeling um, yeah. So it's kind of where we, you know, we bring our strengths and weaknesses into our award-winning film production. And then also with with my background in hip hop, you know, yeah. I write I write 
all the the like descriptions you know like if you look at some of the descriptions for porn and be like they be using the most horrific language and it's not sexy at all so for me i'm i'm looking at it like you know writing a song i'm gonna take you through you know the verse the chorus the climax all that good shit you know and then also the music that we put with the music that we put with um with our films you know a lot of it is is produced by either me or, or people that i've worked with throughout the years in the hip-hop community um we make sure to have uh as much um images um the clothing we wear you know so it's like you you're gonna see people in the head wraps you're gonna see waist beads you're gonna see fly kicks fly chains all that bring our culture in into the into the industry whereas a lot of people in our industry are either uh stereotyping us don't understand who we are and what we're about or they try to shy away as far from black culture as possible to where you're looking at some wonder bread shit even if you're seeing people of color in the films kind of whitewash it and copy what they've seen before or but you and like I scary or something. For, for the people who are just you and I come from hip uh, hip hop king. Me and I I've known King for like what fifteen years now, maybe more than that, like fifteen plus. Yo Dub, yeah, because I remember you. So that's that's closer to twenty. That if it's Yo Dub, that's closer to twenty. I remember you being in the photography back then, not this kind of photography, but I remember you being in the photography back then. So the the. The the elements that you're that you're discussing bringing into these things is one thing. It's how you got the two to mix. That I'm I'm oh and one other thing. Shout out to Jet Setting Jasmine because self awareness is very important for this lifestyle and the fact that she can be brutally honest and say she can't act. Where we have a lot of actors who come on here and lie to our faces (laughs) about said fact. Right? Think or think that they can actually can. Self-awareness is a very real thing. You have to know yourself. You have to be cool with yourself. And that was a, that was it on display right in that moment. So cheers to you. But how did you, like mixing all these things, we, we're used to uh, being in a culture where black people are not respected, where we're, we're being catered to and put in a box and things are designed for us. And me and you come from the background of breaking from that. But it's interesting that you see that in this industry where we don't control it and we're still dealing with the exact same results well i think it's it's kind of like if you want something done right you got to do it yourself no one is going to represent you better than you're going to represent yourself and it's funny like to even apply you know just life lessons my my mother told me since i was no you know what I'm saying? So whatever kind of representation you broke up real you, quick. What did your mother always say? Because oh, she <laughs> she always she always said to me, no matter what it is you do, you got to do it for your people. Mm-hmm. And that that goes that went for the kind of music that I make and in industry. You know, as black folk, we want to decolonize every aspect of our we sex lives we've been told for hundreds of years what black sexuality is by white people and those white people who are telling us what it is are people who are using that shit to buy and sell us you know and 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 those same perceptions are still alive today 
you know it's very very important if you you know there's all this talk right now about the founding father slave owners now um benjamin franklin george washington had plantations in virginia that were specifically built for the sale and the and and um reproducing black bodies it's one of the reasons that international slave trade was outlawed because they wanted to produce and sell slaves here in the united states and how they sold us is still how you see our sexuality represented how a woman's hips are shaped how a woman's ass our breasts um the size of the woman's ass the breasts and in regards to black men the size of our penis that's why bbc and all these other things are are reflected in pornography and you don't see the full se- full spectrum of black sexuality you very rarely see black people kissing um making love per se or or sensual sensual acts or even us in certain kinds of roles where we might we might be dominant in the sexual way but not dominant in the mental aspects of things or the 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 esoteric aspects of things and that's what we're trying to show yeah we don't they, you don't see a lot of vulnerability um you don't see sapiosexuality you don't see um black men represented as full sexual selves you don't see black women represented as their full sexual selves and that's what we're here to bring to the table Um you were talking about like the fullness of black sexuality and I have a I mean I guess we've talked to Cinnamon Love and a couple other porn stars that have mentioned and, and spoke and spoken to us about how black pornography is still considered a fetish and the word itself you guys do use actual you teach actual fetishes which should be I mean what is the definition of fetish anyway because calling black sexuality a fetish already sounds like it's not Did you people they had to look at each other real quick like you answered. No you answered. No you. It's um so the definition of a fetish is anything that turns you on that is not directly related to procreation. Oh. But a human being cannot be a fetish because you're a human being. So black people aren't a fetish, Latin people ain't a fetish, trans people ain't a fetish like human beings cannot be a fetish. Whereas you can have an attraction okay. to people for for whatever reason you have an attraction to somebody for but once you're saying yeah once you're saying you fetishize a human you're taking their humanity out of that person and making them an inanimate object I really want that clip to go viral I want people to understand that so hard I think for real. one of the, one of the issues you have you find with interracial relationships is so many people never know exactly what their partner is with them for in no like she may actually He may actually like you because it's you or he may just be into you because you're white and everything else is fine because of that. Like there there's so many there's so many shades of gray. Well, but to to be fair, I mean like attributes about someone um the specifics of them. Like the fact that they're human. But a lot of people will get with a guy just cuz he's rich, regardless of race, regardless of being nice or being smart or being any other quality. That's a fetish too. It's called financial domination. So you can or fetish a person, but that means that you're not respecting the Yeah, but in that in that example that you gave the fetish, the fetish isn't the person being rich as much as it is the money and the access to and the turn on to be around that money. Okay. Um the money is the object, you know. So that that would be appropriate. I mean, no, it would only be inappropriate the person that wears the shoes. 
Right, right. Or how the person wears the shoe, what they do with the shoe.、Um, you know, the only issue with a, a fetish being outside of, of King saying you cannot objectify a human or you should not objectify a human is if the person is not aware that they're participating in a fetish of yours, right? So that would be the only other way that, I mean, there's a lot. Lots of ways that people、yeah. can draw boundaries around fetishes, but that would be the other way of looking at the term fetish and thinking, how is this, how is this inappropriate outside of someone's race or、um, humanity? How many Because, people I mean, actually ask all, themselves those questions, though? But we, we, all have, we all have fetishes. It's something that everybody has, whether you know, we admit it or not, right? And it could be something simple, like, you know, we, we talk in hip hop. Most people in hip hop, at least in the music videos, got all types of ass fetish, right? Like, that is a fetish. And usually,、uh, people will, that's one of those fetishes that people speak about. They'd be like,、yeah. girl, your ass. Like,、mm, I love it. It's beautiful. I want to bite it. I want to put my drink on it. Whatever the case is that people are saying, right? But when it comes to race fetishes, especially when you're, when you're talking about what, what Mecca just said, Those are the ones where people are not really saying something. Like, if someone's like, you know, I'm with this, this, this white woman because I'm trying to climb up in society, and it's more, it's, I've been told that white is beautiful for my entire life. So I'm no longer trying to holla at black women. Or, you know, I'm with black men because I was told my entire life that black men have big dicks or, or whatever the fucking case is, right? Those are the fetishes that people are way less likely to vocalize to somebody. And then they come out at a time when you're like, what the fuck you just said? You know? It's about <laughs> it's the movie like, Get Out, honestly. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's something like that. And America itself is. So deeply rooted in racism. This country got rich off of racism. So to think that, you know, it's not something that permeates itself through our everyday thoughts and psyche and our subconscious and all of that is, is a lie that you're telling yourself, right? So, so many times in, in relationships, there are parts of, you know, people of color that we're running away from ourselves or we're trying to be accepted. And then also, like, you know, really, really good book to go pick up, Pedagogy the Oppressed,、um, is like a lot of times with white people, white people romanticize oppressed people, whether it be black, brown, whatever. It's, it's a romanticization that happens because it's like, you've made it through all of these things, and my life feels plain. So I need spice, I need exotic,、edge. I need edge. And that's where you know, those kind of things play out as well. And you see it so much in porn. You know, all the spicy Latina covers or the exotic black covers and the, and the titles that are used are overtly racist. And they're looking to appeal to that racism that people have within, that, that's woven into their sexuality. What do you have to say to people that don't, that are, my, my initial reaction in some of this is I'm so fascinated. And then I'm like, shouldn't sex be fun? It's so much thinking and so much responsibility、um, when it comes to like couching it correctly,、um, coming at it correctly, being honest with yourself about what you're into and why. And then, and then I just want to rebel and I'm like, yeah, but I'm just want to be horny and do it and then move on. So, how do you find a balance to keep it fun and, and responsible and honest? Like, how do you. Being fun is responsible. I、okay. mean, really. Like, it, I, I mean, and, and really, at some point, we do have to come to a point that we're adults and willful ignorance 
is dangerous mm-hmm. and it's dangerous to you and it's dangerous to whoever you might be and you know enacting these irresponsible ideas on like we do have to take responsibility for the way that we have fun there's a lot of things that we can do that are fun that are illegal that are immoral and i do think we have to check in how can i make this fun like how can i enjoy my preferences without being disrespectful without perpetuating years of stereotypes on people mm-hmm. how how can i how can my fun have um humanity and value you know and 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 good values in it you sound like and, a you know, mom in amazing ways uh, well i am <laughs> well thank you and i am someone's mother and it is yeah. important that we do that we do take responsibility for our actions even when they are fun it's not fun when people are watching porn and at the end they like take these ideas and they start to treat people poorly because of them you know as just here as as women and taking race out of it for a moment when we're when we are in an interaction with a man and we're like we can tell you're just watching porn you're treating me like um you're objectifying me the way that it's done in porn that doesn't feel good and then when men start to see or people start to see that their behavior over the years has been irresponsible there's a lot of shame that comes with that And so at some point when we grow up we realize that irresponsible fun leaves us with shame it leaves us with hurt relationships it leaves us with generational trauma so like yeah to people who are watching this like sex should just be fun it's like okay it it should be and it should be fun to be responsible with people's feelings their emotions and how they come into right. into a space with you I mean skydiving is fun but you do it irresponsibly without a parachute and you're dead You know what I mean? So <laughs> Why should I just simplify my shit like way too way too But I mean I'm imagining yeah, things yeah. like things like a rape fantasy that if if people have those and and you don't use it correctly you just trigger people or or one person walks away just like I mean I'm glad he got off but Jesus like is that what he really wants? And then you haven't spoken about it and then it, the problem grows somebody had fun but somebody definitely did not. Mm-hmm. And then, there's that lack of adult shit, though. You're not, you're not. And then the Yelp review for his sex is like, yeah, he's fun. He's okay. Yeah, but if 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 you if you had the conversation beforehand, yeah. and everybody, if if honesty was if honesty was pushed to the forefront as much as sex was, if we admired honesty, if we admired intelligence, if we admired uh, self awareness and self exploration, if we admired those things instead of shaming folks. These conversations would be way more common and I think way more people would be having a much better time with everything involved if you only if finding your tribe didn't involve if you didn't have to try and find your tribe in the dark if you didn't have to like feel around for who's down and and send out in your window instead of being able to have the full on conversation and saying hey listen I'm really into into threesomes and a little light bondage and spanking, bit of choking, hair pulling. How you feel about that? And and then next you know my resume's on the profile. Is ready. That sounds like responsible fun to me. I'm not sure. I, I I'm sorry. Have we met? This is this is the get down. This uh, <laughs> But also so as you say that though, so you're talking about finding your tribe. My next question was actually like you have a song um polyamory about about the fact that you guys are in this industry itself and that you guys it appears um do the sexing with other people with each other yeah, do the sex <laughs> i just turned into borat i don't know um 
But so how do you get into that? How do you explain that that's what you want? And, and how do you, is, what's right for one isn't right for everybody. How do you, I mean, some people are like, Mech always says, if you ain't doing threesomes, you ain't doing it right. Like, which is a joke, but. No, that, yeah, okay, wait, 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 wait. Explain that, to people how that's, it should that's be That's not even, that's not even a joke like, you never. can, wait, stop, stop. That's not even a joke you can bring up to them because they're doing threesomes. <laughs> you can't make me sound like that. My, my thing is, threesomes and then people are like, Ugh. I always say there's a, there's a right way to do everything. That's that's my thing. Mm-hmm. So as far as having a threesome is concerned, it's never uh, one size fits all. That's another thing that I'm always saying. It's not one size fits all. You just got to figure out how you like to get down if you like mm-hmm. to get down. And then once you figure out that you do like to get down. Now, how do you want to get down? I like I like plenty of stuff. I don't like the stuff that I like. The way that everybody likes it. Like, you know, I like pancakes. There's a million different ways to make pancakes, but I only like a very specific kind of pancake. And then maybe once in a while, I'll try another kind of pancake. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. I never experiment when I'm hungry. That's a whole different thing. Uh, I, I understand it. I understand that there is, I'm, I'm very much in agreement with you that there is responsibility that comes with your fun. And to just be reckless and go off is... It's detrimental in so many different ways, but not to mention you won't be having the kind of fun. It's way more fun to find the person who's into it that way. And it's a little, it may be a little more difficult, but it's worth it at the end. Getting your way just to get your way isn't really getting your way. Because you want to have a threesome with somebody that wants to have a threesome. Or you want to be in a polyamorous relationship situation with somebody that wants to be, because otherwise... If you're honest and if you're right. self-aware, then you do. Right. If you're honest, well, but, but if, if you're what not, I think they're talking know, about. But I'm saying, if even if you don't, you're not winning because eventually it comes out. Well, that's eventually if it, that's if you're not wrong. honest. That's it again. Mm-hmm. That's if you're not honest. If you're but honest, you then you want to do it with somebody who wants to do it. If you're not Honesty, honest, then you just want to do honesty it. Honesty is the foundation of any good relationship. There it is. It is. You know, um, he has, a, he has, a, he has a knack for simplifying shit, Jasmine. You're not kidding. He really had. He can really sum that shit up. I just spent like 15 minutes. You just killed me in a sentence. <laughs> I think. I think with a with a lot of with a lot of things, um, and and this kind of goes back to what you were just saying, Mecca. It's like d- best way to put it. Everybody should be out of their closet. A closet isn't just you know like a lot of times I feel that. Um, straight heterosexual males try to shut down people in the lgbtqia community because they're jealous of their openness to be able to have the bravery to stand out and be like this is who i am in a world that is already against you it's kind of like the same reason why white oppressors find the beauty in black and brown culture because we be living the fuck up you know what I'm saying? We gonna rap about it. We gonna dance about it. We gonna barbecue about whatever the fuck. We gonna we gonna we gonna stomp this oppression out and make we go we gonna make gold out of lemons. Fuck lemonade, right? <laughs> so I think it, the same thing happens sexually, where people look at people in the LGBTQIA community if they're from that kind of like very binary uh, I'm straight kind of thing. Because even if you're straight, you still have fetishes. You still have all types of things that you're into. And we live in a society where sexuality is so, so frowned upon, even though at the same time they sell you sex with everything that don't even got shit to do with sex. Right. So you're like, damn, sex is here. Sex is there. But but 
actual sex. I like light. I like light bondage and threesomes. But if I say that shit out loud, people are gonna call me a freak. People are gonna judge me. People are gonna ostracize me, possibly. So because of that, you know, people hold it in, and then when they see somebody else who's open about who they are, they attack them because they're jealous of them or they fear them. And then so all that all that repression leads to oppression. You see the same thing happen with women's sexuality. When women are open about whatever their sexuality or just want to be a woman and dress how the fuck they want to dress. There are so many men out there who are like, well, I can't dress how I want to dress. So fuck her. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm going to make sure she has no reproductive rights because I, I, I can't control anything else about her. Right. So it comes out in all of these ways that are unhealthy for everybody. Where honestly, if you were just fucking honest about who you are, then other people could be like, either I'm down with that or nah, I'm not with that. But I know someone else who is who goes over there. And that's what you know, you could find your tribe that way. Mm -hmm. But because people stomp out every single opportunity for people to just be themselves sexually it always comes out in some other form. Like I was just learning that um, most anti-LGBTQIA laws that are that exist throughout um, former colonies of Britain were all from this one law that was made by Henry, Henry VIII. And Henry VIII was known for beheading his wives. So this motherfucker has some serious, serious uh, issues. Like he was a fucking lunatic. And now he's dictated how all the rest of the world is viewing how they can love somebody when this man can't clearly love anybody. Right. He's a fucking murderer. You know what I'm saying? So we, we have, and, and if you look at, and when we get back to decolonizing our sexuality, if you look at um, civilizations in North and South America, mm -hmm. Africa, Asia, they weren't patriarchies. A lot of them were matriarchal societies. A lot of them had either kings or queens who were either openly bisexual or openly gay or lesbian who civilizations where trans people and and in this and in the land we live in today they were refer, referred to as two-spirit people were openly accepted within society same as within africa but once the europeans came to colonize they had to change every single way that we thought they had to change every single way that we lived and if women were in power then they had to tell you women should be powerless Mm. They had to make you hate who was respected, and you like think of our our. If they can't, they couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't knock it out of us. You still look at the black family. Our our grandmothers are the pillars of our family. Factory said, you know what I'm saying, and that and that goes back well, thousands of years. The unlucky thirteen, you know what I'm thirteen moons in a seat in a year. There's thirteen women's cycles in a year, and then they made thirteen unlucky. There's thirteen like sun gods or whatever. <laughs> I've done that in my research because I'm a lucky thirteener. Yeah. <laughs> well, to have to yeah. have knowledge and understanding without the experience of wisdom is 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 a is a strong is a strong powerful thing. Knowledge and understanding thirteen is a very important number, but mm -hmm. they don't even have the thirteenth floor. So we, you know, I feel you. He just made an appearance, ladies and gentlemen. We, we just, we just made. He just made an appearance. I think, I think, one thing we just got to see with that entire exchange mm -hmm. is more of the fullness of black people and black sexuality, and how all these other aspects have played a part 
and suppressing who we are naturally. Now, the fact that you guys have managed to live so honestly and in, in, at this stage in life, so so young at this stage in life, didn't have to wait for anything. I said what I said, fix your face. <laughs> 20, it's 2021, we're taking all compliments. The fact that you guys have managed to, you know, not wait till your geriatric years to live out loud speaks to the fullness. For instance, you guys are not only uh, sexual advocates and sexual performers, you're also parents, you're also educators, and you still manage to be turned on by each other and the other things that you guys get into. See how fast that happened? That took a uh, long time. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's, how, that's how good my lingo is. My thing is how, my thing is when you found your tribe, when you found your tribe mate, and I, I'm almost curious as to what those initial conversations were like. I imagine you probably met each other in circumstances that that lets you know that, hey, this guy is probably a little more open to the to the bullshit that I'm on than the average person would be. You probably <laughs> cheated. This is like you didn't you weren't exactly in the dark when it happened. So how did it happen? How did how did the conversation come up? How did y'all meet? Curious. We met in a bit a bookstore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which books? It was the magazine section. It's a whole bunch of kinds of bookstores. What guns is the sticky magazine section? <laughs> Joints on Forty Second Street got plenty of books. A what coffee, are you doing? A coffee cake and some coffee. I wasn't even in the bookstore for books. She wanted pastries. Okay. <laughs> Real talk, we met on a podcast. I was, we were doing an interview on the motion picture. I was a, a co-host with um, Victoria Sushant-Stimuli. And the whole thing was exploring relationships. Actually, I was um, meeting my brother, who was the other co-host, uh, as, a, as an adult. And we were trying to find, like, what is a fast way that we can get to know each other? And so we came up with this podcast. And we were just, like, exploring all kinds of topics. And one of them was how to date or what was dating like for porn stars or people in the adult industry. And so the guys were like, oh, like we know this rapper that's also a porn performer and um, he does all this stuff. We'll see if we can get him on. And it was him and Cinnamon Love were the guests. And um, we, when we met, it was a telephone interview. Yeah. So I didn't even get to see him. And he was, you know, dropping jewels just like he is here. And I was just like, wow, like I had all of these preconceived notions about adult entertainers and what relationships must be like for them, how they keep their bodies safe, like all of these things. And he was answering those questions and also giving me like this comprehensive um, idea of what a person who was free sexually can live life like. Like you could still do all these like great humanitarian things. You had your career in music still going, traveling, family, all those things. And um, I was doing some exploring of my own and I was like kind of like what you said Mecca like I think this might be somebody who could get down with the freaky shit I'm trying to get down with <laughs> <laughs> and he could probably lead the way right um he had all this experience and was open and that was something that was really important to me is that I wanted this journey to be open and um very authentic and I wanted other black and brown women to see my journey and I was like, he's talking about it openly already and doing this shit. So we could probably make some money together and some together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so we started working together. Okay, pretty yeah, Tony, get the pimping on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Ten years later, we still hustling. And 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hustle matrimony. <laughs> I, th- I think that's, one, of the ball think that's one of the things that a lot of people are going to be curious about when he's performing with other women. If we're just going to address the elephant in the room. Yeah. When, he's adre- when he's performing with other women, I know women who want a threesome and the idea of him having too much fun with the other woman is like it, it scares them away from it but you <laughs> not only not only are you guys getting down like i don't i don't know what else you do as a couple but you definitely have to watch him with other women and mm-hmm. that's something i know a lot of women are like i don't know how she does it so now mm-hmm. how do you do it well i go to work every day and <laughs> <laughs> There are parts of the job that you really, really love. Some days you go into work and you're feeling like really great about about work and other days you're like, man, like I'd rather be doing something else. So it, it really does, I think it's important to be honest and, and share here that I go through a range of emotions within my relationship as well as within my, my work partnership. Um, oftentimes, a lot of the work that you see with King, like I might be there, I might be the one holding the camera or the one letting him know like, hey, don't forget that this person has like this awesome talent. Can you please try to draw that out? And other times I'm like, I wouldn't have picked that person for you to shoot with. And I'll go through the, the logistics and the mechanics of marketing it and packaging it or what have you, but it may not turn me on in the same way as some of the other um, other people that he's worked with. So um, it's, it's a part of the job. And then as far as our relationship, we knew going in that there would definitely be other people involved in some and multiple, maybe every capacity of our relationship. So there's no shocker there. Um, I met him as a porn performer. And my curiosity to learn more about him wasn't because he had, like, well, there was some of that too. But it it definitely was because he was a porn performer. I wanted to know more. I wanted to experience more. And I wanted into that world. So it's not like, oh, my God, he put this on my heart and I have to deal with it. I'm I'm here for it. Do you perform with other people? or I do. So, Mm -hmm. King, same question. I love watching her with other people, man. Like, that shit turns me off. He just, he just lit up. He never has a bad day at work. <laughs> I mean, I, it's Look. funny because I've been, I've been polyamorous since before I knew there was a word. A uh, group of people who was into the shit, too. Like... Oh, wow. Polyamorous open relationship was in... I was in high school. And I remember in that relationship, you know, my... Um, Oh man, and, we were doing so good. You know, dating. She was. You broke up. Breaking up. Yeah, a little bit. Just real quick, but it, it was partner in high school. <gasps> Gaping like right now. Under the damn window. Right under the window. I don't know if you can hear that background noise. Can't hear any noise. It's yeah, just yeah. the freezing. Okay, so, a little bit of freezing. You're doing. Freezing again. Okay. All right, okay. I'll <laughs> so my first my first polyamorous relationship, um, I was in high school and my partner at the time, she was interested in exploring with um, with other women. And then she had like a dude that she was that she was dating. And, that, and at the same time, you know, I was she was bringing her friends like, hey, this is my guy. Let's 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 all have fun together. Or if if there was someone else I was interested in, she was kind of just like, you know, do your thing. And I remember people were trying to say to me, like, you know, you don't love her if you let her do that. Or they would say to her, like, he doesn't love you if he if he's, like, okay with you being with other men. Or, you know, it always comes down to that, though. 
because people are usually like if, if it's a threesome with a woman or your your girl is out dating other girls or whatever that's all that's all great but if it's if it's another dude then all of a sudden it's a problem and i think for me i was at at a young age i was like damn it's do i not love her is something wrong with me because i don't want to just be with one person and and i like exploring things with other people so for for a long time in relationships it was kind of like i don't know where i fit in and then when i started getting into sex work it made everything kind of normalized for me within the within the frame of sex work but relationships were always a problem because i would meet somebody and they'd be like yeah that shit is cool and then after like a month of dating they're like so when you gonna stop doing that though mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. or why am i not enough for you or what whatever whatever hang up that they had and i think with our relationship it's truly like you can only love someone for who they are you can't love them for what you want them to be. You can't love them for what they were in the past. You can only love them for who they are. And that's true love. Whether it's monogamous, whether it's polyamorous, whether it's whatever the fuck you want to call it, you can only love the person for who they are. And you have to either accept them or you don't, you know? And I think for me, in regards to our relationship, it's empowering to know that somebody loves me for who I am. Mm -hmm. And I love Jasmine for who she is. So if she wants to explore, if she wants to do other things, that's part of life. That's part of growth. You know what I'm saying? Like, not for a lot of people, though. Not for a lot of and, people. And that's and that's and that's okay for them. You know what I'm saying? But for me, I I just truly believe that you know life life is is experiences, and if there was an experience or if there's something that jasmine was into that i wasn't into then that's when we have to sit down and have that honesty actually put into practice and let her know like you know this this made me uncomfortable or this like um for me watching her with other performers i like watching her when she's solo i like watching her when it's me and her like i'll watch our scenes back you know what i'm saying so watching her with other performers is just another way to watch jasmine express herself sexually have a good time enjoy herself you know like i don't know it it just doesn't it doesn't affect me when does way. jealousy kick in if if and when you're you're ever jealous when when is the point where you're like That's oh, my story. like when is that uh, for for me it happens <laughs> whenever i don't feel good about myself or when my needs are not being met um i mean really it's like you know if king is is traveling and he's having like all these amazing sexual experiences and he's going out to eat at all these restaurants and i'm like eating an egg sandwich like then i'm jealous. what about me like, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well i don't um, well wait i, I need king to answer that. that keep going that comes out that comes out in a very you know it doesn't come out as hey i want to be having fun too what are some things that i could be doing it comes out as in like i just want you home you know what i mean and so mm -hmm. and we have to like work through that instead of like he doesn't just drop everything and come home we actually said like where is this coming from we discuss this you know what it is it that you feel insecure about right now um and that has been really helpful is not trying to not be a jealous person but just actually address the emotion at hand for me You're kind of quiet can you come closer <laughs> i can't uh for me um the time i think about that i was most jealous is Jasmine had a friend and they was working out every day and I was just like yeah I won't work out and shit but then when we really broke the shit down 
they was going and working out of some ungodly hour of the fucking morning we that I didn't want to wake up at anyway. We were so. moms <laughs> and we needed to work out before the kids woke up. So we would go at like six in the morning and he was always invited, always welcome. But I, I usually am awake till like four <laughs> in the morning. So waking up to work out at six in the morning, it would just be stupid. So then I was like, damn, okay, well, that's what it is. And I let her know, like, you know, I enjoy when we work out together and because Jasmine is a great motivator. So, you know, like that was a time when I was really jealous and it, and it had more to do with like, yo, I want to be doing that shit with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And well, I think a lot of times people, when, it seems like you guys' yeah. jealousy is at least you've, you've identified that it's not. We spend so not. much time together with one another that it's like, why you was awake for five minutes? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this shit is crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think the thing is like jealousy is a natural human emotion we're gonna feel it in all kinds of different ways for all kinds of different reasons envy is when it becomes detrimental to to your existence you know what i'm saying but but jealousy is easily confronted when you actually break down what the shit is because it wasn't that she had a friend it wasn't that they was working out is that i wanted to be a part of that shit too and at that at that time it wasn't logistically possible for me to even be involved in it so i need to put that shit off and figure out some other ways to to meet that to meet that need and that usually is what it is and a lot of times we think of jealousy um only around the sexual aspects of it and a lot of times the jealousy that couples are experiencing has nothing to do with sex it has to do with maybe it, it might have to do with just as you have brought up about like threesomes for example a lot of couples come to come to us for counseling or, or fetish training and threesomes is always brought up and usually it's brought up at the wrong fucking time they're like we're about to break up our relationship is on the rocks we don't trust each other we're gonna have a threesome like what <laughs> none, of, none of that shit added up to y'all having a threesome like you, someone gonna get stabbed in the middle of this threesome don't do it don't do it <laughs> You know what I'm that, saying? That, that is 100 percent the way that she said it right. You're going out with a bang. Like, we're gonna end this relationship. Let's end it with burning down the house and, and torching well, everything. Let's make sure we never come back to this place in, in, with each other in life ever. End this relationship with a Trump pre- um presidency. Oh my god. Burn it all god. down. At least that's over. <laughs> so far, so baby. I got a question. I got a question. Um I have within my relationship, I'll just give a personal anecdote. Um I've been asked to not post a certain type of pictures on Instagram anymore. Certain certain level of nudity, certain level of sexuality, that type of thing. Um, because my partner has kids, because he, maybe because of jealousy issues or control issues, I'm not sure what it is, but he's asked me politely and respectfully to not post a certain way. And I've basically agreed. And then every once in a while I push the limit and he's like, I told you about that shit, right? But my friends think I'm being... Um, controlled and I think it's respect so at what level is when you when you alter your behavior for your partner is it respecting them and then their wishes versus allowing yourself to be changed by your partner if your partner wants to do threesomes and you're not sure about it or if your partner wants to do bondage and you're not sure about it but you're willing to try how, how do you find that line between I'm changing myself because I'm willing to and I love my partner and I would like to try this or even if I don't want to, I'm willing, right? Or I'm being coerced into something that I'm not comfortable with. How do you? That's really, 
That's really important. And I think you, you made something really clear with the messages that you're receiving from other people that are not in your relationship or in your head. Um, you know, externally, it may look appear like, wow, she's changing. She's doing something different to be pleasing to someone else. And people have a hard time with people that they know changing. Hmm. But if for you, if this feels like this is the best thing for your relationship and it makes you happy to make your partner happy and you're not making a sacrifice that you're not willing, that, that doesn't soul doesn't need to post to titty pictures. Like my soul doesn't. Right. <laughs> like, then so. then that's, that's a sacrifice that you get to make for your relationship. And, it, and the, the nice thing about it is that any boundary in a relationship should be able to be negotiated at different times. Maybe it's when the children get a little bit older, will you feel more comfortable with me being sexually um, explicit online? Or are you comfortable with me continuing to take pictures of my body because I enjoy looking at myself? And how do you feel about maybe me sharing it with just you? Or... You know, with a, a small group oh, we of do friends. that. They're, do that. There's oh, see. <laughs> so your need to be an exhibitionist is being met, and your friends need to understand that. Like you said, your soul. Well, I still get to take nasty pictures. I just send them directly to him instead of the, the gram. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Right. So um, I think we have to be careful of who we're allowing to to cause that confusion, and just take some time with what makes me feel good, and am I losing out more than I'm benefiting by changing this behavior? Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. So we we've had a nice, very well rounded conversation. Been super <laughs> respectful. We've covered a whole lot of flim flam filth. Uh, that I'm, I'm all for and we can double back and do this again I think you guys should be regulars um, I think the next episode we have with them on we should probably bring on Sin we should just have like one big porn palooza let's just get all of our friends who do nasty stuff on camera let's get Ryan Reynolds and, and Sin and Ariana Starr and, and, and wait the real Ryan Reynolds? I'm confused oh no the one that we know <laughs> <laughs> well, I just messed up the name. He ain't gonna tell nobody. It's, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're fine. It's fine. Um, bro, thank you for pulling up. We're gonna post your song along with this interview, so it'll be a part of everything. I want everybody to hear yeah, yeah. my music. Show some people bro. that video. A the 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 visuals, cartoon, what's it called, animation video that goes along with it is pretty. Oh yeah, Poly Sutra. Poly Sutra. That's the new oh, yeah. single. Definitely check out uh, the Royal Fetish Experience, the full album on all streaming platforms. And also a new single we got just came out called Hustle Matrimony. So if you a hustler and you into freaky shit like we are, then that song's for you. I, I want I want you guys to I want to continue to have you guys be the ambassadors for healthy relationships where people are trying to find their tribe in the light instead of in the dark. I think this this will make the world a better place. Lot lot less wars, lot more oral. In the meantime, in between time, go. tell everybody where they can uh, find you once this is all said and done. I am all over the internet under Jet Setting Jasmine on Twitter as Jet Set Jasmine. And you can find our safer work stuff on JetSettingJasmine.com. And all the shit that you could rub one out or stroke one out to is on RoyalFetishXXX.com. We're both on OnlyFans and you can find me at K-I-N-G-N-O-I-R-E everywhere that I'm not shadow banned. Okay, so fellas, if you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you need to stroke, or ladies, if you're going DJing in the PJs, that's the place for you. In the meantime, in between time, I'm your man, Mr. Mech. And I'm Crystal Levin. This has been the Eminem and M Show, a.k.a. the okay. show. May you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. Do us all a favor. Go get laid. Peace. Woo -woo. Peace.
Yo, what up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man, man, Carl Payne. And you're listening to the M and M and M show. Okay. <laughs> we're not just a radio station. We're a movement. The all-new Fubu Radio. Playing the hip-hop and R&B hits of today and yesterday. <laughs> 